What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Hello. Good morning. Good morning, dance and stuff. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good morning, dance. And this stuff. is our concert. Good morning, dance and stuff. Make some noise. Please don't. <laughs> Live from Madison Square Garden. Oh. Hi. Oh. Oh. <sighs> well, hey. time has changed. Oh, yeah. And there was a snowstorm. That was... Did you get snow? We did. What happened there? It wasn't the kind of... It was like wet and big so wet and not sticking it to anything but it okay. it really came down that's for sure and it it just made everything wet yeah it was it was here it was about as the gross the grossest kind of snow did it did it stay it. down on the grass well it did stay and then it sort of turned to a rain mm. A rainy snow is so yeah, just so wet. Yeah, last even when it was snowing, it was. They always announce rainy. what the temperature is when the show is starting, and they're like, you know, oh. it's your half hour call today is pie day, and blah, blah. and it's thirty six degrees, and I was like thirty six. It's snowing outside, but it was that's why it was gross because it was too warm to be good yeah, snow. It's really wet. Yeah. Um, which I I'm I'm glad it will not be here long. Um, we, yeah, well, springtime. the crocuses are up. The crocuses are up. Yes, the flowers are like, let's do this. And I'm like, let's do this. And well, it keeps snowing. Well, when the little so. blot buds started coming out on the trees outside my windows, I thought, well, mm, you better mm, take your time. Nice. Don't come out yet. <laughs> I was like, it's not time. It's not time. Well, they're going by, by sunlight. I, so. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, the trees are responding to sunlight, not temperature. Oh wow, you know things more more than more than anything is, is what I've been told by the scientists. So they just so they're more they're consistent. This is when they do come out regularly. I mean, I think I think that there there's. I I'm not a scientist. Uh, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> but but I think in 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 general for trees, I think. You know, plants vary, obviously, no, they, um, they and are don't. responding to different things. But um, I think trees, at least in general, are more of a light thing. Um, okay, cool. So they're maybe um, going to be in, in for a, a weirder dynamic. I know, remember there was a tree outside of our apartment in Greenpoint that was always on its own, doing its own thing. Really? It would like lose its leaves in like January. Oh my, that's a strong, strong tree. I was like, I don't think this is, this is gonna work out for you. Yeah. But keep on keeping on. Jeremy. Read, uh, Michelle Yeoh won an Academy Award. That was nice. I have yet to watch that movie. I'm embarrassed to say. Well, I don't think. I don't think you'll like watching it. I can't watch the whole thing. Um, but here's the thing. I am not, this is a, this is the kind of movie that is not for me and I'm not against it. I think it's uh, like a creative 
film, and I think it's great that it won. It won everything. They really swept, didn't they? Yeah, and I don't know... I don't know how these things work, the politics of these yeah. these things. But well, I also I um, saw that that war movie won um, a lot of the creative awards. Yeah, did you watch any of it? The the All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. No, I saw the trailer. I thought that looks beautiful, and then I never watched it. Yeah, it, I think it's it's a it's a very sensitively beautifully drawn war film but mm. it, at the, I'm still like why are we doing this right it's also a remake I'm like can we can we stop can we stop right well let's like stop warring around sometimes I, I I'm not in, they're very interested in war movies but then like I went and saw Dunkirk and I thought give right. give them right. all the awards and then I went and I saw um that like 19. 19- 14 or whatever that was. Remember that one? Right. That one won a lot of awards, and it, I think. Actually, it was the one that was shot in like two long shots. And it was... Okay. But obviously they used CGI to like splice things together in certain ways. But it was a tremendous feat of cinematography. It was a beautiful film. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, 1923 just, I'm World like, War One. Okay, let's let's do something else. I just I just like picture like these old veterans like jerking off in the back row of a theater to it. Well, that's 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 the feeling. Okay, for me. I mean, these are like, yeah. Let's let's. Look, I don't. Let's get off. War on is else. such an absurd idea to me, but you know that these are the events that shape the world. So I I understand why they make movies about them. Yeah, it's also it's also um, a a feat. I mean, it's we. I mean, it's a nightmare that they're showing, but it's also seems really like an awful experience to, you know. So there's something I think kind of like. Olympian to the task of making a film like that, right. that I could see as being uh, attractive. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But it's where I prefer, like, in everything, everywhere, all at once, y- universe of making something that's that isn't so trapped in or working from this kind of reality space. Right. I'm like, yes, let's like make something. Else. Let's make a different world that we could live in. <gasps> So yeah, yeah, fantasy. Also, like women and stuff. Oh, we need them. They're <laughs> just absolutely not in these please, war movies. They please. don't exist. Um, that movie, I just I had to look it up because I thought, oh wow, is my sense of world history so poor that I can't even know the decade? But nineteen seventeen is the name of that movie. Okay. Uh, oh, that you called nineteen forty. Yes. It's 1917. 1917. What's a World War I movie, right? That's right. right. All's quiet, so. All's quiet. I did did my homework and I watched the movie you told me to watch, but then I forgot the other movie. I watched EO. And then I forgot the the Julianne Moore thing you wanted me to watch on Apple. Is that what that was? Oh, right. I I forgot. I didn't watch that because I didn't watch that yet. Yeah. It's fine. Um,. Um, but wow, Eo was so beautiful and so grim. 
Yeah. That's, that was your feeling? Well, I mean, I was very amazed by how, how much, how feeling of a, of a figure they made this donkey into. Uh That's what I, that was my main takeaway as well. And I mean, I think they really were, they did these amazing things with breath, like the way in Mm. which you hear the donkey breathing and the way in which they kind of depict what the donkey is seeing and it was really like just an amazing way of depicting animal feeling. Um, and it was very mm. beautiful. I mean, it, the donkey, goodness. Yeah, um, I was I was sort of, yeah, that was the, the astonishing sort of the way that um, the, the mechanics of a film could create a character. Yeah. This is sort of, I was like, this is the opposite of Tar. Like, (laughs) this donkey is giving, like, a A A-plus performance by not doing anything. Yeah, by just being on camera and, like, having eyes. Let the movie do it. Everybody relax. And the music was amazing. Um, mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it's, it's an, I would, I feel like this is an art film. Yeah. Like, almost like a gallery film. Like, it's narrative and it moves, but, like, there's... There's like the lasers in the woods. Wow, the and lasers that like robot in the woods. machine things. Wait you know, a there are like these. Why the robot in the field? Mm-hmm. What was that about? So this is where I'm like, this is an art film because it's <laughs> like for me, it, it, I read it as like a kind of metaphor of like instead of showing the donkey, there's like this abstraction into this other space, but. Like, you don't see that. That doesn't happen in movies. Right. Like, but you can imagine that being in, like, a gallery. The lasers in the woods. I was like, oh. Whoa. I mean, and for me, that was, like, such a wild moment because you don't have... I think that, for me, was the first sense of, like, oh, this is... This is abstract. Yeah. Because it... You know, it's a kind of hunting scene, but... That would never fantasy hunting look like that or happen like yeah. that or whatever. So, uh, I did. Uh, it left space for confusion, which was good. And and mm. then, remember when Eo killed the fox farmer? Oh right, the fox. I mean, I don't know what those are. Those fox? I honestly There's don't some kind know. of like animal for like a mink. We easily those are either. Animals. But that that. That whole scene was very that was that was very disturbing to see those because it was a kind of realness. Well, they make that <laughs> I mean, sad noise too, and yeah, it's really disturbing. I couldn't believe how it ended. I must say, I thought he, I, I that was where I was a bit disappointed. I would say the ending. I thought Eo's gonna Eo's gonna make it into the fields or something. Yeah, because there's a there's a black beauty, like drama to, i mean for me i was like oh this is black beauty about the horse does like, black beauty like not life. make it is it i think black beauty makes it i mean uh, from my memory that it's a kind of like pasture ending well this movie was very really remember, european but... in its ending or eastern european to be like well it's not gonna work out <laughs> well yeah and i found i found the end to be strange because of that kind of specific kind of moral ending in a way but also I found it to 
be sort of in the in this kind of middle space where I was like, well, this isn't the, this kind of, basically what you're seeing is like these animals being put through these mazes in a, like assuming they're headed to slaughter. They are, but um, they're, they're But cows. it's not like, right, so there's this donkey amongst these cows. And you think, why are the cow wranglers letting this donkey in here? Right. But they're... I mean, the whole thing of it being a donkey is a bit confusing in terms of this meat. Well, there had been some discussion toward the end of the movie about, about donkey like, meat. donkey meat from that right. absolutely exquisite Italian man. Gorgeous, honey. I thought, wow, they are really giving us what we need in this movie. Honey. Isabelle Huppert. Yeah, bring in this... I mean, also, Introducing like, when, that, like, incest thing. Incredible. I thought... Is that what that's called? Incest? Yeah. The mother son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought maybe like that's just brothers and sisters, but I, yeah, that makes sense. I was like, this is such a crazy topic to bring up so briefly in a movie about a donkey. <laughs> well, cut to, I mean, somebody said when this movie premiered, they saw it like at Cannes or whatever, wherever it premiered. And no one knew that Isabelle Huppert was in it, nor did I know that she was in She's it. She's never looked better. So you cut cut to, like, Isabelle Huppert. It's, in, it's incredible. You're just like, ah, It's a shock. This is such a gag. I had no idea. I had no idea. No idea. It was such a shock. So, sorry, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oh, right. <laughs> we forgot. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. But um, on Criterion, there are... Or they were, I don't know if they're still there. There were three um, films by this director, whose name I'm not sure how it's pronounced. It's, it's spelled J-E-R-Z-Y. Jersey. This first name. Um, and they're excellent, strange films. I really, but I'm, I'm, I've, I'm a big fan of, I actually think this is the weakest of Oh, wow. The, of the four. Does Isabelle Huppert appear in all these films? No. Oh. Isabelle Huppert's not it. Um, there's one really, like, tremendously bleak one <laughs> with... Who is that guy? Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, uh, Jeremy Irons, who looks so gorgeous. It's uh, crazy. Well, this director has good taste in people. <laughs> yeah. The performances in all the movies are really tremendous, and the narratives are bizarre. So I really thought um, Isabelle Huppert has never looked better. I feel like she arrived on set with like editorial stylists, and was they and the absolutely the director was like, "Do with her what you will." Yeah, and they got her shoot ready, and then this astonishingly beautiful actor shows up as her son. Can't believe it. Yeah, also the way that he shows up with the donkey. donkey is in this, like, intimacy is really incredible. Well, it the does. The scene where they're, like, in the trailer together. It leads you to believe, like, oh, this is going to be the ultimate revenge for Eo is that he's going to live this rich life in, like, wherever they are. But um, right. it's not no. meant to be because the mother and the son well, he, are truly, oh they're God. insane people, as it turns but out. But also, he's a priest. He's a priest. <laughs> he's a priest. Okay. He, not only oh, is, are they, are apparently okay. they're fucking, but he's also doing services in the house. 
but also yeah it's so this this like weird extra narrative inside of it about these two people watching him be a priest i was like this is the catholic fantasy this is it (laughs) it is it is yeah it's like what they want yeah um also like the opening of the film i was like wait it was it was very confusing because it did feel like this sort of moment of bestiality with this circus woman. Mm, mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this going to be about? Um, and maybe it wasn't that. And of course we do, we are endeared to this one kind woman who loves the donkey that she performs with in the circus, but. Right. But she's also uh, a bit of a failure for us, you know, yeah. like she seems I mean, she chooses that guy over the donkey, but she also like doesn't have the wherewithal to deal with the donkey. So you're sort of like, well, you're useless. Yeah. I guess just go away. I mean, those shots of those beautiful horses. Ugh. Wait. Unbelievable. I'm trying to remember horses. The cinematography of this movie, I was really, I was shook by the, the gorgeousness of of things in general, but also the this I this like, creating this character of the donkey, but. There's so many, like, tremendously inventive camera things throughout the film. God, this has been a big year for donkeys. It's pretty amazing. Right. I, well, that was that was sort of... That was the missed... There was no reference to EO in that donkey moment on the, uh, the Oscars, I don't think. What was there, a donkey moment at the That's Oscars? Strange. They brought a donkey on for the Inishirin or whatever. Oh, maybe. weird. You know? But was EO nominated? EO was nominated. Well, big year for, for Donkey. I mean, Jenny and EO. I mean, it's it's big. Donkeys have hit it big this year. Um, so we love that. Our Asian American population and donkeys. We love. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, my God. Jenny and EO. Uh, really wonderful also, performers. I mean, the big surprise for me um, at the Oscars was was the RRR song. Oh, isn't that fun? And so I, I went and watched... This movie is crazy. It, I mean, Bollywood is another Check it out on Netflix. I mean, it's it's like three plus hours or something. It seems pretty endless. But like the beginning, it's like white people are evil. It's really oh, quite something. Them. It's it's amazing. I uh, And then it's, you know, it's it's... It's this kind of endless. <laughs> it's like a, a few movies put together. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. So like, I don't understand the politics of that because I was like Rihanna, even though that song is literally nothing. Oh, Rihanna. That's Rihanna's song. No, I assumed Rihanna would win though. Oh, I see. I see. I see. But, so I don't know how those those politics. And Lady Gaga gave us Lady Gaga, you know. What did she do? Just, I missed that. She, um, like, she decided to, like, take off all of her makeup and be in, like, torn jeans and, like, give this real, real performance. You know what I what mean? What was her like song real, from? real, real performance. What? What was her song from? Hard to say. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't. I'll watch. What's her song from? I watch. I watch it. I have no idea. You know, Rihanna's song was from Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Panther. 
Wakanda Forever. I saw that movie. Which is just like not, it's like hardly a song. I mean, she's incredible, and mm. I was like, well, it's this. Well, it's also sort of. But the song it's is. It's also sort of hardly nothing. a movie. I mean, I'm sure they spend a lot of money on it, but it, I mean, it's it doesn't hold together as a film. But I did see they won Best Costume Design, as they did with their first Again. film. Again? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, there's certainly... It's like... A, it's a tremendous feat of costume design. Because not only are they... They're dressing all... Several worlds at once. Yeah, yeah. Worlds that exist yeah. in, like, different realms of materiality and culture. And that's cool. And they do a good job of it. So yeah, I think I, I mean I don't I'm a little like um, we're giving Academy Awards to Marvel films, okay? But um, well, I think it's okay. You know, that's how you get viewers, I guess. Didn't like Snow well. White win Best Picture way way back when? Um, I think Snow Snow White and the Seven Doors. You mean the animated mm-hmm. film? I think it got a special Oscar, mm. like. Because there's a thing of, like, little Oscars for the dwarves. Oh, my God. I think it won a special... I mean, that movie is, un, you know, uh, amazing. Right. It's a special... It's a it's a milestone. I mean, nothing like that had ever been made before, so... Right. I mean... Well, let me think about... Way. I want to think of but, another comparison to a Marvel film winning... What's the sound? Where? Are you doing something? Mm, maybe, oh, I think maybe my other... My other, sorry, I had my other headphone off, and I think it was probably rubbing against my leg. <laughs> it was a a, a, a bouncy, oh, a bouncy sound. Oh yeah, and it was the side with the microphone. Apologies, Jeremy. Yeah, but it was probably only for me then, so that's okay. Um, I just wanted to make sure that our viewers weren't being accosted in the same way that I was. No, no, the viewers, our viewers. The viewers are getting... Are, are, our blind viewers. They're getting the pleasure of listening to me drink a green smoothie, so... Mm, mm. Um, I, I have to... I'm, I'm, Jack is continuing green smoothies. I've, I've, you've given up. I have uh, taken the winter off, I think. I gave... I had a moment of, like, I don't think I can do this anymore. <laughs> and um, but then I thought uh, they they kept having these seedless lemons at Trader Joe's, and I just loved. They just kept having them. I just love the seedless lemons, and I thought, if, well, if I'm going to have all these seedless lemons, I guess I have to make the smoothie. Um, oh, well, so I keep making it, but by the bag, were you getting? The yeah, by the bag. Alcohol. But I this week had a moment of of emphatic sort of self-care as we prepare, as we move toward the opening of the show. And, you know, the suit had to be altered. It's at the cleaners, you know, and I had to replace my sneakers and I, you know, like things are happening. So I, um, thought I, I need to eat oatmeal. Right. Yeah. Cause that's the thing I don't normally do. I don't care, care about oatmeal. But after we've been doing a lot of savory oatmeal, wow, yeah. But after Alicia last week talked about the oatmeal bar at Juilliard, I thought mm-hmm. I need to eat oatmeal. If I'm gonna excel like a Juilliard student, I need to eat oatmeal. Well, it's also great for cholesterol, which becomes a thing as you get older as well. Well, and it could be in my genes because there are some some in my family struggle with cholesterol. So yeah, I many do have been making oatmeals in the morning, and let me tell you what. 
it's not a myth. It really, it really powers you through many hours. It's like a very, it's a, it's an effective food. I'm here for an oatmeal for sure. I'm here for a granola oatmeal moment. I'm here for uh, a, a savory. Granola is like candy, right? Am I wrong? It's like eating a cookie. Uh, well, it depends. I mean, if you make your own, you know what's in it, and that's what it is. So. Right, but, okay. I mean, essentially, I'm basically turning my oatmeal into smushy granola because I am adding yeah. dried fruits and prunes and blueberries and a honey and yeah. milk, you know, all the things. Yeah. You, I mean, there's a, there get, it's like, how do you want to sweeten it? I suspect if you're buying granola that things could get crazy there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think dried fruit is a great sweetener. Oh, I'm putting in some prunes. Um, some yes. raisins. Yes, yes. Love, love a raisins. I made granola this week and forgot to put the raisins in, but they don't need to be. No, actually, baked, you don't want to so bake a raisin. You want a nice plump way. raisin in your granola. Yes. So it all worked out. No, and your granola does it have butter and um, butter? Well, yeah, or oil or something. Coconut there's, oil. There's there's some oil that's a, that assists in the in the baking. So experience. oats, nuts, seeds, fruits. Oats, nuts, seeds, flax, what have you. Is, um, nuts. What else is in there? Uh, I didn't put ginger in there. No, I, you know, a, a, a cinnamon, a cardamom, a, a nutmeg. I, I, I sort of combine a few recipes from New York Times. Uh, there doesn't, there's like not a good and one. And then oil holds it together or is there some sugar or honey component? Oil just like, you know, as in like all cooking. It toasts. It just helps. It has to be it toast. Like toast toast and give a, um, and then honey. Yes, honey. Is that how the pieces um, stick together just from the honey? This isn't really, I mean, Parker would make this kind of granola cookie thing, but it was like, a cookie. I was like, well, this is a cookie. Oh, and then you'd like crumble it into granola. So then it, it has more of like Chunks. A, that kind of thing. This is pretty like loose, which I, I'm i fine with. I think I prefer <gasps> cookies. I'd rather eat cookies. The pleasure sure. of the granola junk. Yeah. Oh, I made ice cream. I made a no-churn ice cream. Oh. Um, but it was an like an olive oil ice cream, which I, I wish I hadn't started with. I really like the texture of it. Is it made with condensed milk or something? It is made with sweetened condensed milk. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I wish I had not, because I'm a little, I mean, the olive oil that I use isn't great. Great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it tastes fine. Olive um, oil ice cream, I don't so much care about. I'd rather just have a good vanilla. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious about like an Earl Grey. I'm curious about, um, about subtle flavoring dynamics Van Leeuwen uh, what have you yes um but and you just it's nice to just stick a thing in a freezer and then and then what you pull it out do you, you basically make whipped cream and you add sweetened condensed oh, milk yeah. and 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 when you um, pull it out do you have to like give it a mix or just like it's ice cream it's ice cream wow and it's like smooth and yummy yeah yeah oh my god I'll have to try yeah, yeah. um goodness I haven't had the wherewithal to do anything like that in some time. That I even... Well, this is about the easiest thing one could do. It just takes time to freeze, so... I, um... I managed somehow to grocery shop and do my laundry 
just pretty, I'm proud. Yeah. I'm proud. Um, also, I wonder if this, are you, is your mail being forwarded from New York? Kind of. <laughs> well, I got both at the studio and at my apartment, um, a claim form for a class action lawsuit against Ikea. Oh, interesting. And I'm sure you'd be getting this piece of mail as well as an Ikea person, but basically anybody who shopped there between um, October of 2017 and December of 2019, there's some issue with their receipts from that time, and then there's like some law firm is suing for some enormous sum of money that they'll divide up against the claimants. So I'm like, do I, should I send in my name? Sure. I just don't know how this works. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's also like, is this a scam? It's always like a fear, but. It doesn't look like a um, scam. Yeah. I'm sure you can look it up too. If it's a thing that they're sending like a million things out. Yes. Cause I'm like, I want to get $10,000 from Ikea for no reason. Well, you're not going to get $10,000 from Ikea. it says you could. Well, yeah, if like, you know, it depends on how many claimants there are and how much money they get and it'll be divided. But so who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Uh, Okay. I've never gotten something like that in the mail. Oh, I've gotten many of the thing, uh, like a data. And I'm like, sounds tedious. Yeah, I suppose so. But, um... Just trying to figure out how to not work anymore. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well... No more working. Oh my god, please, please, please. (laughs) Um, Ikea, Ikea. This incredible thing has happened this week where understudies have started going on stage. Oh, fun. It's not. Uh, are people injured or sick? Both. Injured and sick? Yes. Some Tired? Well, yeah, all of, literally all of it. I think everyone's tired. And now we have some minor injuries and some sickness. And what it means is that every time that happens, you know, we hope that the, the, the understudies have a great many more costumes than the uh-huh. main people. Because they cover, you know sometimes four or five different people in the show. Mm -hmm. And so we just pray that whoever they're going on for, they have all the costumes for that specific person. Now that's never true. So we, every time this happens, then the entire costume team then has to scramble to find a solution to like, Oh, well, Crystal doesn't have this kind of dress for this kind of scene. And so then you know, hers is still being made at this one costume shop. It's not ready yet, so we're going to mm. have to go out and shop something in months. It's like... Is a plan for all of those to be made? Well, yeah. Just... Ma- many, Basically, all the costumes that are made in the show for the main cast members are also made for the understudies, but the understudy production is just pushed to later because we uh-huh. have to get the main cast on for tech and then now previews. So uh-huh. some so, of right. the understudy clothes are still rolling in. So back order. Right. So so exactly. right now yeah. understudies are going on without complete tracks and it's like it then just mm-hmm. creates a whole like flurry of action that is fine, mm-hmm. it always mm-hmm. works out, but it's like 
<laughs> yesterday, Harriet and our assistant Chris and I, you know, at it must like two in the afternoon, we're told, oh, you know, so and so is going on as they did last night. So fine. They'll, they'll, they already uh-huh. have the thing completed that you emergency did yesterday. But also, this person's going on in a female track. Right. And we were like, what? Like, big surprise. Uh-huh. And they don't tell you in the morning. Like, they, it's now late afternoon. The show is at 8. So mm-hmm. now we're running out of the building, going to Aritzia. Go. Oh, because people are, like, injured or whatever, trying to figure out what the situation is. Yeah, and then, and then they don't know till the late yeah, afternoon. It's to you. We're going to Zara. We're going to Aritzia. We're going to Urban Outfitters, whatever. And finally, with all these bags of options in hand, we end up at Club Monaco. So Club Monaco is having a Vionnet-themed season which is like beautiful bias cut dresses from the thirties. And we do okay. in fact have a section in our show from the thirties, which was one of the blank spots we needed to fill this track. Plus we uh-huh. needed a black, like an elegant black suit for a woman. And it was literally walked into club Monaco and they had everything we needed and more. And so the three of us just ran around the store, like grabbing things, being like, what size? Wouldn't this be perfect? This will be perfect for Crystal. Running around, grabbing it all together. Bring it to the front, to the counter. And the, the young person helping us is like, um, what are you shopping for? And our sis, I was like, I'm not saying anything. Chris, because I didn't know like what these policies are at these stores, but like, I, I'm like, well, return policy. Yeah. Dynamic. But now Club Monaco, just to let all of you know, for all of you stylists out there, has a policy that if you are shopping for styling, for a film, for a shoot, whatever, you can only return 80% of what you buy. Uh-huh. So you have to spend 20% of whatever it is you take. I think that's, that's smart. Well, <laughs> so immediately Chris was just like, I mean, we could not have been more conspicuous. I had a clear bag with me full of receipts. And Chris just goes, ourselves. We're shopping for ourselves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. We. I mean, I think the thing to say is like, what do you mean? Exactly. What? Because like a person who was shopping for themselves or like wasn't a stylist wouldn't have any idea what that conversation was would even be about right what do you mean what are you talking about what are you what is that i'm buying this stuff what is it not for sale what do you think it's weird that we're buying double zero dresses skirts and blazers things <laughs> <laughs> what do you think i can't fit in this what do you think what are you saying you think i'm not gonna wear this skirt i am is i mean this, i am are you discriminating against me i'm a size zero u.s women's oh um so that was that's what's happening now at dance in the musical on broadway great uh, it's great but we open on sunday it's good they get you know they, they're getting experience they're getting costumes they're getting yeah they're getting out there they're getting out there it's great. like watching them go out there and do the whole show i now understand why all six of the understudies have been living in this state of kind of like constant anxiety terror they, yeah terror <laughs> they've all been like walking around with flashcards and ipads full of like you know graphs and like i'm like what is is 
what's happening? Yeah, that's it seems really hard. Yeah, because it's like it's because they know everyone. They have to know everyone's track basically, and then yeah. remember on stage which one they're in. Yeah, and also like they don't. They haven't been through the like choreography of backstage yet of all the costume changes uh-huh. and like. Uh-huh microphones right. wigs songs hats that's so great it's intense fortunately the audience has no idea what's going on so they there's, don't there's a fair amount of room yeah 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 just keep going everybody don't stop buying your tickets for dancing come to the show come to the show we open on sunday um i watched i watched um fire of love which was a documentary nominated for an academy award what's that about it's about this couple this these two volcanologists who are a couple and mm-hmm. it's basically all of their archival footage vulcan volcanology um, vul- i really was like yeah. jeremy vulcans are not real <laughs> 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 absolutely fake news um you know and you you know up at the beginning that they died from volcano oh you know that like the story ends with uh, an explosion uh, yeah and it's it's not like they don't it's not put forward as like they died tragically or something they died um, so it's an interesting doing their it made me very anxious watching it because i was like i can't because you get this really intimate experience of their lives through, like, the, they're filming each other. You know, mm. they go on these these volcano excursions. Um, and Miranda July is the narrator who I think is, it's really oh. tremendous. So, like, her the, her ability to speak in that way. The Lana Del Rey of film. The, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> Wow. Thank you. That came to me. That's really... It is this, like... It's this, this strange poetry. Um, yeah, I, I I kept not watching this movie because I thought that it was... I think Werner Herzog did a volcano documentary, mm-hmm. and I just kept thinking of that and being like, is it that? I don't... What is this? Um, but yeah, I watched it last night, and I was really I I loved it. Where, I thought it was where very did you watch well it? made. Where was this? Hard to say. You don't know which streaming platform? Hard to say. Hard to yeah. say. Um yeah, I don't know. Well, there was there was a um we have Verizon and there was some like uh there's some Verizon thing that happened yesterday. So <laughs> I think we got Hulu and Disney back for oh. free and Disney. Oh, also, hot tip. Uh, um, because my New York Times subscription was was uh, over, up up to be renewed, mm. and they were like, and this this is basically a dynamic. So, I I pay fourteen dollars a month. I think this is including including Times. the food or this is all access all access. All okay, access. great. Um, Crosswords because years ago. I realized that I was paying a lot more than that, and I was like, "Absolutely not!" To cancel to cancel a subscription, you have to like talk to someone, what? or chat. I think are you, you chat now, but at the at that time, I had to literally call a person. Oh no! And I was like, "Are you kidding me? This is I just want to not be paying." Yeah, like 
thirty dollars a month. Take me off the list. Uh, so I had this like very frustrated experience at that point, and they were like, "Well, what if we?" And I think I was paying sort of a la carte, and it was like absurd, and like. I think it was a dynamic where it started with a dis, you know, discounted price and then went up without knowing. Uh. And then I was like, why am I paying so much money to the New York Times? <sighs> so anyway, so at that point they were like, well, you could, what about if you just paid $14 a month? And I was like, yeah, okay. Cause I need these recipes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, at that point I put it in my calendar, like this is for a year. Oh. Like, cancel it after that point. Good for you. Like, wow. That's good. It's absurd. So then I, you know, I actually got an email that was like your, you know, subscriptions going to double to $28 a month. Mm, and I was no. like, no, it's not. So then I went on and chatted and they were like, well, what if we continued at 14? And I was like, okay. So I think if you complain, if you let go and they'll, that's what they'll do. So if you're paying more than that. Just talk to them. And don't want to be. Yeah. Ask to be paying less. We, or here's the, here's the choice. Because it seemed pretty. You like, can either pay $14 more or go through the absolute misery of talking on the phone, going through an automated system. Well, this was a chat. This was a chat, which was nice. Oh my. So text chat. Yeah, like a I see. a text chat website. Almost. Um, speaking of Disney Plus, I saw a little um compilation on YouTube of Baby Yoda being trained by Luke Skywalker, and I thought, excuse me, excuse me, because huh. at the end of season two, Mandalorian. Luke Skywalker does in fact come and collect Baby Yoda, meaning season three would be the training of Baby Yoda. And I thought, season three's not out yet. How is this possible? So I kind of forgot about that. And then season three of The Mandalorian (laughs) did in fact begin. So Uh I watched episode one and here we are. It seems the training is over because Baby Yoda's already back with the Mandalorian. They're doing their adventures. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Is this going to be a flashback? What am I missing here? Uh And so then I go on the internet and I find out Baby Yoda gets trained by Luke Skywalker in a scene from Boba Fett. So now I have to watch eight episodes of Boba Fett to get to watch Baby Yoda be trained. And I thought, this is... This is now a scam. This is We could probably just watch it on YouTube, no? Well, I I want to understand context. Like I want to I want to I, don't know. I know. I saw I I got the Disney Plus back and I saw The Mandalorian and I thought, have I seen this? Do I care? I don't care. Well, I can't, I'm not watching once this. Once you see Baby Yoda on camera, you're going to care. Uh, haven't we seen that already? No. Didn't, didn't that happen years ago? Baby Yoda is getting just more and more endearing as they like become as they gain more they, skills. They spent billions of dollars. Oh, cuteness, they, cuteness studies. Billions. <laughs> Meanwhile, Baby Yoda can now Good literally do magic and all this stuff. However, Baby Yoda is still okay. cooing okay. as they always have, like a baby. Okay. No words, just cooing. Okay, who's who's starring in Mandalorian? Pedro Pascal. I mean. <laughs> Good grief. Pedro has always been the Mandalorian. What's the... 
What's Ewan McGregor in? <gasps> Obi-Wan. Now that, okay. that was there's, good. There's Boba Fett. There's Boba Fett. <laughs> now Boba Fett is... Um, Who's she? Boba Fett is like a famous bounty hunter from the Star Wars series who they've spun oh, okay. off right. from... Um, I think that they made an appearance in Baby Yoda, um, whatever, that, oh, The Mandalorian. God. But now they have their own spinoff, which is fine. And... Um, and also now the Mandalorian is back up and at it. So um, wait, but who is in that show? I don't know the names of the actors on on Boba Fett. But yeah, I don't know. There, I don't <sighs> know. I don't know. But I really liked the Ewan McGregor right. one, and I really liked the one that was a spinoff from Rogue One with that Mexican actor. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's so many. I, this is what I mean. I'm like, what is what? what? I know, but I feel like... D- it's... Yeah, I don't remember what it was called. But anyways, the, they're, they're really... Jean Favreau has, like, really devised this system of television making for Disney that works very nicely. Because it's, like, kind of silly. But also, like, there's, you know, high stakes always. And the characters are all very charming. I watched this Paul Schrader movie uh-huh. on movie called Hardcore. Oh gosh. Um with uh, Patton. What who is Oswald Patton? No, the Patton guy Oswald. Who, the actor who's in Patton, that movie. Oh. Um oh what is his name? George C. Scott. He's incredible. This movie is it starts as like this very Midwest kind of like um you know, those kind of movies we love. Like a kind of like family uh, kind of cozy kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the daughter gets on a bus and goes to LA and becomes a prost- like a, a, a porn, porn. She disappears and we don't really know what happened to her, but that's the vibe. When is this, when so is he- this movie from? I, I don't, I, like 1990, let's say maybe. Are you still there? Eighties. Jeremy. I don't, know. I don't know when it's from. I didn't Jeremy. look into it at all. Um, but I did want to Jeremy. watch it because of all those great Paul Wait, Schrader I hear, movies. I hear but, Jeremy's phone in house, but I don't uh, hear Jeremy. Yeah, it's great it, because it so it has this feeling Jeremy. of like it's Christmas at the beginning. It's just very like Midwest cozy what? kind of religion Jeremy? feeling, and Jeremy. you're like this movie's kind of boring, and these people are kind of boring. This is so. But it's weird. called hardcore, so I was like, something's gonna happen here. And then you you follow this guy Jeremy? down like CD Jeremy? Los Angeles, San Diego, Jeremy? San Francisco. It's quite Jeremy. great. Highly recommend. But there's there's this oh the reason I thought of it is because there's there's like these constant mentions of Star I'm Wars. So when did Star Wars come again. out? Oh gosh, what's going on? Reed's gone. What happened? Ugh, Reed didn't like my, my story about hardcore. You hung up. You didn't want to hear about hardcore anymore. Did not. Ha- I thought you were being murdered. I thought you were being murdered. I, oh, I was. I was being murdered. Because I, what happened on my end was that our call continued, my recording continued, and all I heard was some like wind and stuff. And I was like, oh, screaming. I was like, Jeremy's been abducted. He's there. Abducted. There's. I've been taken to Los Angeles. There's a plastic bag over his head, so he can't make I'm noise. Doing sex work. What happened? I don't know. 
it seemed to just, I think I call just got dropped. Wow, but it ended, it got dropped into the wind. Well, it is very windy. That, I don't know if it's windy there, but that storm turned into like a crazy wind, which sort of kept me up because I kept thinking that Nomi was like wanting to go out or something. It was just an insane wind. Jeremy, that was scary. I thought something bad had happened and I was going to have to call. Uh, Well, something bad did happen. I would have called emergency services and said, okay, I have some friends. They live in Germantown. I don't know their address, but they're gay. Find them. Well, that's, I mean, that's what happens. George C. Scott, like, thinks the police are going to help, but they're not. They're not going to find, they're not going to find anyone. That's what we learned. Oh, God. Paul Schrader. Um, But it's Star Wars. So when does Star Wars come out? What are you talking about? Uh, Mid, late 80s. When does Star Wars come out? Oh, early 80s. Yeah, so maybe it's mid 80s. I mean, it's very, because there are all these, like, there's posters of Star Wars on the girls in the girls' room. There's this like there are these weird like Star Wars things that happen in the background of this movie that I thought was really hilarious. Oh so wow! I I assume it was, you know, uh, I don't know I don't know when the height of like I think it hit pretty pretty early on in, when Star Wars came out. Do you know what was an astonishing fact that Jimmy Kimmel said at the Oscars? No. In his opening monologue speech, he said... I didn't see it. Oh, it's long. He said, Steven Spielberg has been nominated for Oscars within six different decades. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? Six, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and the 2020s. Six decades. And John Williams is the oldest, Um, oldest living Oscar nominee at 91. And guess um, how many Oscar nominations John Williams has? Like, well, oh my, I mean, probably like one every year. Like like 70. He has 53 Oscar nominations. Yeah. But he's only won five, which doesn't seem very good. But I guess like five Oscars is really good. Yeah. Yeah. One would expect it to be more than that. 53 times. 53. That's not like a great average. 10%. Um... Yeah. Wow. I th- I did see that he was nominated and I thought, retire. But, I g- or keep going. I don't know. Whatever. I wonder um, what the process is, you know? I wonder who's making this music. Um, I mean, I thought that there was video of him conducting, which is why I thought, like, relax. Good grief. Right. Um... Are you going to watch this Fableman's movie? I, I can't don't think that. I can do it. I don't think I can do it. I, I don't know. No. It'd be hard to look at that no. wig for two hours, but... Um, Truly, this is a wig movie. It reminds me of, of Nicole Kidman in that Lion movie with that wig. You're just oh, like, yeah. this isn't a movie. Yeah. If you're going to have hair like that, this isn't a movie. Like, don't, don't make a joke like that and expect us to take it seriously. Um... But yeah. I am going to watch that other Michelle Williams movie by Car- uh, Car- Kelly, Kelly Reichardt. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for that to come out. Yeah. Is it out somewhere? I don't think so. I think it's on its way. Oh, uh, it looks so good. Yeah, I love that. 
really that excited visual about art that too. Um, envy movie. <laughs> well, it's about like Bard College. Totally. Yeah, I mean that's where she, she teaches, so it like literally is. How um, is it? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm excited to see that for sure. It's very up here. Um, what else? What else? Dance and stuff. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. sorry, I just received um a text from our associate designer because someone out. L- last night, one of the shirts completely exploded on stage. <laughs> exploded. <laughs> like the entire area around the arm just like tore, but not on the seam. Burst. So the person who made oh, yeah. the person who made the shirts is going to have a new one made um, for uh, the matinee today. Anyways, wow. which is great news. Great. great news. Did you watch the um the any of the Netflix, uh, Gigi Hadid? Yeah. Show? Oh my god. <laughs> She's. Incredible. I love. She I is a gift to the masses. I. It's really. I. She's a star. I can't wait till she's, she's in. She's the, an absolute. I can't star. wait till she's I'm a like, movie star. Heidi Klum, step aside. Oh, ab- Heidi Klum. Goodbye. No, but, I mean Gigi Hadid needs to be in the movies. She needs to be everywhere. Every she's everything everywhere. All she's an angel. <laughs> she's the best. She's it's it's embar it's what's embarrassing is to see Tan France. I know it's her. so embarrassing to be Tan France because when you're next like, to Gigi Hadid. Oh, I. He's trying so hard, and she's, and she's effortless, effortlessly. I know, like a shining because she's jewel. Im- and you know, it's because she has a sister, and they know how to play together. Yeah, that's my take. And she's, I'm like, you grew up playing with your sister, and and you know how to. Even though, this. like, you'd think they would be in this like high stakes competition with one another because they're both like you know fancy fashion models, it's like. Mm-hmm. They seem to occupy like different areas very comfortably of the fashion world, and like mm-hmm. they seem to love each other. And I, Gigi Hadid, for for all that anyone could say about her strange family and her their weird mother who's a housewife and blah blah blah. Do you know that? I don't know about them, but They're, that all makes yeah, sense. Oh yeah, their moms from like the Real Housewives of this or that, and um. Anyways, they they are seem like great great girls. <laughs> yeah, they really do. I mean, they uh, they certainly do on this show. And I, um, and was that Versace? What was that Gigi Hadid sh- dress that she was wearing on that roof? With that was a great show. What? Um, <laughs> We're on the roof. It's a recent show. Um, Probably the one. Was it was it the same dress that Lady Gaga wore it's to the Oscars? Yeah, yeah, it's Versace. It's Versace, yeah. And uh, I was like, well, this dress is amazing. It looks great on Lady Gaga, but Gigi That people love Gigi won. Hadid so much that, like, Donatella Versace would come be a judge on that stupid show with those hack designers. And incredible. Yeah. And But it's so fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, those people... Interestingly, like, the la- the first season of that show with Alexis Alexa Chung was and tan france was so like high level high money um, like design Uh that i was like oh this is like the real deal design show and then immediately of course for the second season they've reverted to like budget project runway vibes totally totally i thought that the show was better than it was 
Oh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, maybe I just... No, no, no. It used to be like the prize was a million dollars and all the competitors were like established fashion people who were like trying to rebrand. these people were all really bad. These were home... Did you watch the whole thing? I fast-forwarded through the entire thing. Yeah, it's really... It was it was like what we watched while we ate, yeah, kind of thing. So yeah, you could like half watch it. Oh, it was so and it just wow. it was like painful to watch. Yeah, but Gigi Hadid was like the only. Reason she was to watch. so delightful and like. And I was I was happy with the winner. Oh yes. I do have to go. Right I now, know. I'm but... sorry. Yes, they the they chose the right person to win, and actually, yeah. all the fun. The show at the end was. Excellent. All the final three, I was like, fun, good job. You actually, like, chose the only three people who could do anything, so... Yeah, I did choose those three people from the beginning. Yeah, they were the only talented people on the show. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, cutouts, I was like, wait, but whatever. Miss, um, miss cutouts? But I did think that she was, like, she knew what she oh, was doing absolutely. was going to be in the finale. She had a point I of view. Remember the like, swimwear episode when those people tried to make swimsuits? It was astonishing. I mean, and she was like, here you go. She was like, this is how you make a bathing suit. And everyone else was like, this is a sculpture that is kind of on a body in a way. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Jeremy, it's a delight talking to you. And um, let's, we'll have other business stuff to talk about when you're done with your meeting or sometime later today. Oh, okay. I'll call you. I'll call you. Later. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. We love you. We love you. you. Bye.